Howdy, y'all. Today is Wednesday, August 26th. We've, uh, we've got a show for you. Sorry we're a little bit late on the stream. Life happens. Josh and I tried to do stuff, but you know what? We can't always have nice things, can we? But before we get going, here's Walters with a little rock edition of what you heard last week. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. I am joined by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Say hi to the folks, Josh. Hi, folks. You're nailing it. Only 40 minutes late. Only 40. Well, I mean, to be fair, you didn't get in the Zoom call until 5 p.m. when that's our go live time. So, and then we tried to work out some things after that that I guess just aren't going to work out because, again, we can't have nice things. Anyways, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com is where you can reach us. Facebook.com slash hoodpod or anchor.fm slash hoodpod is where you can interact with us. Anchor is where you can leave us one-minute voicemails. We are still on our journey to 100 subscribers. No new subscribers since last week. I thought the reintroduction pod was going to take over the world. Turns out it didn't. But... We are currently at our goal, or we're currently at 16% of our goal. So if our goal is 100, we have 16 subscribers on YouTube. We want to get that to 100 just so we can get a custom Earl, as Josh would say, and uh, it'll sound a lot better than YouTube.com/slash a bunch of letters and numbers. It'll say YouTube.com/slash Hoodpod or Hidden Oaks or whatever, whatever's available. So the segment start times are down in the description below for the podcast. Uh, YouTube, you'll notice they're off, but you will be able to see the white uh, letters above so you can skip around in youtube that way through visuals and audio you'll see the the, so the segment start times down below lastly levi Oki, thank you so much for your beautiful art it helps the stream and it's what everyone sees on their phone when they're listening to the audio podcast josh how we doing today sir smell. are you sure it says it in the yeah, scroll in checked. the ticker you can't I lie know, in a ticker uh, but how are we sure yeah how we doing today josh well, up until about 42 minutes ago, I was doing fine. And then all hell broke loose. All, guess, hell, uh, all hell did break. Well, so here's a genuine question. Because I, th- I thought I'd, uh, we talked about it before, but is five as a go live time going to work? Or can you not join the Zoom call until five? And then we should discuss a little bit, make sure everything's ready. So I thought that five would be like we join and that's when we set things up. But if five is our go live time, yeah, I can join anytime. Well, anytime around noon, I could join. <laughs> Okay, well, so I set up the Zoom meeting for this little on-air production meeting, by the way. I hope this is really good podcasting. But so, like, I set it up for 4.45, and I'm usually in there, like, 4.30, 4.45. So if oh, that well, works okay. for you. I, yeah, no, that works. I'll, I can be in at that time. Excellent. Okay, well, so we'll keep the go-live time at 5 then. Uh, and so, Josh, you're you're doing good. How, how's, how's the Keatster? How's the pups? Good. There, there. Last time I checked, they're still kicking, so I have to give them another dose of tranquilizer. But how many doses do you find that you have to give out? Like, how often do you give out doses, and how big are they? Purple? I don't know. <laughs> Purple? What kind of answer is that? Are you drunk, Josh? I'm not. No. Do you wish you were drunk? Now. After after the last forty minutes, yeah. Oh, God. I tried to have you do one thing, and we couldn't get it to work. I bet if I sat down and really just fucked with it, we'd figure it out. But all right. That's enough chit-chat. We'll go right into the Fantasty Zone, Josh. We do have... uh, Oh, so to Brian's... Okay, hold on, Josh. Vamp for 20 seconds. Brian will not beat me. Did he say drink for 20 seconds? And that's how you cure cancer. I asked you to vamp for 20 seconds, and I, when I was walking back, I saw you drinking. Was that your vamping, or did you announce a sponsor? Um, I'm going to be honest. I did not vamp. Well. Can't get the people what they want. <laughs> well, anyways, so the Fan Tasty Zone brought to you by Arnold Palmer. This is the Southern style. So thank you, uh, Arizona Tea. 
Brian gave a shit about that. Uh, that's a great segue right into the email he left. But first, let me take a nice refreshing sip. <clears throat> that is delicious. Anyways, email from Brian reads, Hello, gents. Have finished the first podcast. A couple of takeaways. What happened to your sponsor? Is Arnold Palmer no longer sponsoring the show? Fuck you, Brian. Then he says, I had to dab a little in the corner of my eye as you revisited memories of the hood like Josh beating up little kids. Makes me all warm and fuzzy. Looking forward to a great year. Love the grum. Then he has his name, phone number, and email. Should I just read all, th- all three of those things as well? Uh, yeah, all 16 of our listeners will definitely pay attention. I mean, hopefully. If he would be nice, he could put in his bank pin or like his social security next time or something. I mean, geez, Brian. Yeah, just selfish. So, Josh, I remember. So, I remember you texted me right, probably right after you read this email, and you said well, you said something along the lines of Brian dishing out his best stuff preseason. Do you think this is the best Brian can do, or do you think he has a limited amount of funny? Or what do you mean by that? No, no, no. I, I mean, I would say the sky's the limit with his um, wit and humor. Um, but it's just, you know, preseason, you don't want to show everything and he's, he's coming right out the gate swinging. This is like, uh, this is like Bill Belichick digging deep into the fourth quarter Super Bowl playbook already. That's true. You know, there's a lot of things to get you there, but you know, he's, he's, he's going big. So he's got to step it up the entire rest of the season. I don't know. So I mean, he has what it takes. Well, so, I mean, I do, because, I mean, he delivered us some gold last year, for sure. And that's, we, no, that's true. We, we lost, the, well, we also, I was going to say, we lost the Walters comedy bit. So, I mean, do you think, we're not, we're not going to ask Brian to do this, but do you think Brian, out of his own um, volition, or whatever, I don't know what that word is, but I hear people use it a lot, okay? So, we're going to say that word applies, even if it doesn't at all. Do you think Brian, out of his own volition, would email every week and he would take over the comedy bit just with funny emails? They don't have to be funny in the same way, but do you think Brian would deliver us 17 to 20 funny emails this year, this season? Yeah, I think think that's a definite possibility. Um, And... And using big words that I don't know the meaning of asparagus is, that means we might need to change the um, Fantasty Zone to, I don't know, Brian's Batch or something, something, something Brian related. He can have his own segment name and everything. Well, I mean, yeah, we, well, we can either just change the segment or add a segment because, I mean, the Fantasy Zone was originally, we're sponsored by, let me just kind of throw in some other things that we don't do. You more, I mean, fan interaction is certainly part of it. That was, that's where the fan comes from in Fantasy Zone. But, I mean, we don't get a lot of other interaction. Walter, you throw in every once in a while. Every once in a while we'll get a... Um... Yeah. I'm good. But I feel like if uh, if we were to take out brian's emails and his comments and make it on his own section we'll just have to change it to tasty zone because that's our only fan <laughs> i mean it's not our only fan just some people don't feel the need to go out of their way to interact i mean i get it it's it's understandable i mean at least in my opinion what do you think because like you I don't guess. you don't interact yeah, with well, all we- the podcasts you listen to do you no, no, not after last time. <laughs> Got a restraining order. Oh, res- froze. What about? Can you hear me? Now again. Okay. All right, well that's good. Well, I tried. I was gonna try and search something on my computer, but I realized that was a mistake. So we'll just not do that because again, my computer's being maxed out right now. Yes. <laughs> Might be so- time for anyone. It might be time for a new one. I mean, you're over there rocking a surface, so I mean, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, life's rough. <laughs> All right, well, that was the Fantasy Zone brought to you by Arnold Palmer uh, Southern Style. And Josh, did you have a sponsor where you, you got anything over there today that we forgot to plug? Uh, Crown Peach, ladies and gentlemen. What? Oh, crown peach is that just straight on the rocks i mean what kind of how we how we talk in the crown peach uh there's a dab of sprite in it oh just a but just, just a, a dab bubbles. though you can't do too much sprite is that correct correct if you ain't wincing after you take a sip it's not it's too weak excellent good to know 
Okay, so let's just move on then to the, um, we're, we're call, I called it the 256. We've never called it that before, but I thought that was a pretty good title. Semi-unique, semi-original. Uh, I need to transition to the just background and cameras because we can make our ticker go away. There we go, because this isn't a recurring segment, so I didn't make a special scene for it. Okay, Josh, so what do you remember about the 256? We've done this twice, and how have you felt about it the last two times we've done it? Well, um, without going back and checking, I want to say I went 100% both years. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, I know last year Last year we did the whole bit where we compared ourselves to the pros and, and we, we crushed them because people get paid to say stupid things and prove how stupid they are. And here we are, smarter than the smart and, you know. Some would say the, the absolute making, smartest. Making diddly squat. And so, yeah, um, I remember doing that last year. Um, I don't know. The first year was kind of rough. I don't even remember that one. I know I, I, I remember a very long podcast in which I got very bored during. Last year or the first one? Sorry. First one. Oh, yeah. That thing got super long. And then last year I instituted the old interval timer where we each got about 30 seconds a team, one minute a team, 32 minutes. So it went pretty quick. Yep. And And, and yeah. So I don't know. What do you remember? Well, no, I mean, it's a, it's about the same. I mean, it's fun to do. And then from last week, obviously, we didn't get anyone else to reach out to us that wanted to do it. I thought maybe Brian would bite. But before, when he had all this free time, now he's got a new job, so he probably has less free time. But just you and me is totally fine. We're obviously smarter than Sporting News and Adam Rank and whoever else all does all that stuff. So I, I was going to go back and I was going to try and find the uh, what our exact percentages were for the first two years, but I didn't. And I put it in the notes hoping that you would find it, but... As I learned, I didn't that, notice the notes until uh, we started. So. I, was, I was just going to say that as you asked me if we had an agenda as we were in the countdown, I was like, "Well, Josh obviously didn't see it either." So, way she goes. I mean, we've talked about it before; it's no big deal. I mean, we're probably at fifty percent or worse, I would guess. Or no, um, oh really? This is this is worth looking up at this time. Oh, okay, look it up, pal. So, if you were, uh, if that was such a strong reaction to no at fifty percent, what do you think it is then? Sixty percent? Like above half is what you're saying, or you're saying we're like twenty five percent. Oh no, we were we were I thought we were pretty solid last year. Could be. I mean I remember I got one team perfect, I think. Because I mean obviously there's just the comparing record to record, like we predicted a record through predicting all two hundred and fifty six games. And then there's like another percentage based on how many individual games did you get right. Yeah. Yep. And so like last year um last year you were fifty eight percent and I was sixty four and a quarter percent. Is that is that on the records or is that based on just each game individually? That is um, on the records. Okay, so, so you... no, that's each game individually because it's broken down. Yeah, broken down like that. So that's each game individually. Nice. So sixty four percent. That's pretty good, Josh. I would say fifty eight percent is pretty good too for doing it well, as early as we do. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's nothing to bark at. So then, is there a different percentage? Like, do you have a break broken down just on the records, or is there not like an overall yeah. percent? Oh. Yep. So for the records, uh, you were at seventy one point six. Oh, child. I was at seventy five point two. Damn it! You at, beat me Adam, again. Adam Rank is sixty seven, and Cynthia something or another Froyland was seventy four point six. Okay, so we were, we were all in the same wheelhouse. We all had a pretty good feel of where the NFL teams are going. Right, except for Adam Rank, who had um, Tennessee going 3-13, and 13, San Francisco going 3-13. and 13, I mean, didn't you just Chicago. say he was at like 77%, though? Didn't he have the highest? No, 67. Oh, sorry, I thought you said 77. Suck it, Adam Rank. Oh. Yeah, what no, a noob. He, he won't even pass college. C's get degrees, <laughs> not B pluses, dumbass. Oh, Christ. All right, well, I feel pretty good about that. We, I won't make you bother to go back and look at 2018 because that year was probably worse, but we did not bad. So we did almost three-fourths last year when looking at just the records and not each individual game. I mean, you did yeah, exactly so, three-fourths. I, mean, I was a little worse. but So, so it's, it's a good thing that we do this before the season because when people go to Vegas, they're going to want to pull this up. Oh, We're God. Shoot YouTube... I, I mean, I'm predicting a crash on YouTube once this gets posted. Yeah, I mean, F FanDuel, do you want to sign us right now? I mean, we're taking over the world here. <laughs> FanDuel signs us? Let's just say, I'm going to buy some new socks. Whoa, Josh. Are these socks going to be made out of $100 bills? 
No, probably cotton. Lame. It's a bull strategy, cotton. Also, soundboard's dead. But that's a story for another time. Okay, anyways. So, Josh, that's we talked about how we've done before. So, the grain of salt is we're actually pretty not bad. I mean, if you know anything about football, know anything about the NFL, know anything about the offseason moves, it wouldn't be that hard to get above 50%. But we're cooking over 70%. So, we're not terrible at this. Um, I, I looked through it. I previewed it just a little bit. It looks like we're pretty close on a lot of teams. Of course, we're not going to agree on everything, so we have a couple discrepancies, and we'll talk about it as we go. But, Josh, are you ready to just dive in here? Are you ready to just go through 30 seconds at a time? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming we're on the 256 notes because I, I kind of try to make it all centered so we can uh, look and see the overall record prediction, not necessarily week by week, and then notes on there. Right, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking as well. So we'll go. We're going in alphabetical order, based on their location. So like Arizona's first, Atlanta second. It's not like Vikings will be last, Minnesota will be wherever that lands in the alphabet of the NFL. But we're going in alphabetical order. Josh, do you, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Okay, so I can copy what you say. Perfect. And it's not going to be strictly 30 seconds. Sometimes we'll go longer than the other, and it's no big deal. Um, I, I can't pull up the interval timer for it to play through the perfectly for you through, like, Audacity, but it will come off of my phone, so hopefully that should still come through my mic. Um, so you're ready, right? Yeah. And I forget. Am I going first or are you going first? You are. Okay, excellent. Arizona Cardinals, I'm going to hit start on this. Five, four. Do you hear that? Yep. All right, Arizona Cardinals, the air raid system. Over the offseason, they have added DeAndre Hopkins. Last year, they added Kenyon Drake, and they lost the one-time Arizona Cardinal GOAT, David Johnson. Cliff Kingsbury excites me, even if it's all bullshit. It's all, you know, I'm almost like a P.J. Fleck type dude. But I'm excited to see what they can do in the second year of their system. I always believe in giving coaches time, so we'll see what they do. I got them going 10-6 and six this year, Josh. How do you feel about the cards this year? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. Nine and seven is what I had them going. Um, adding Hopkins, obviously top. I would say he's the top three wide out in the league right now. Um, if not the top, um, wide receiver core is dangerous. Kirk has another season under his belt. Larry Fitz is in there. Um, I'm trying to think if they have any others, but, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody there. Um, but then they Drake last year, I read a stat somewhere that said, I mean, he had 700 yards for them in the last nine or last eight games of the season something like that he was just ridiculous and that was without knowing the playbook so now they have more options for him um so i i definitely see them improving on last season um and definitely a, a fun offense to watch i don't know about defense i don't know if you heard the timer but you are now 20 seconds into the falcons what i did not hear that timer okay um atlanta i had going seven and nine uh this is the team that squandered that 25-point victory in the Super Bowl and have since then quietly squandered Matt Ryan and Julio Jones' career. So I don't see them making the playoffs this year. Yeah, I mean, me neither. We still have 20 seconds, so I'll just say they've added Todd Gurley. That's the biggest name. Hayden Hurst out of the Baltimore Ravens, Dante Fowler, and Laquan Chedrill, but they lost Devontae Freeman, Austin Hooper, and Vic Beasley. I think you didn't hear the timer because I wasn't talking, and my gate is high enough that this isn't loud enough, but I'll try and at least make noise while you hear that countdown because I know you can hear it now. We're moving on to the Baltimore Ravens. They have added Calais Campbell, defensive stud. They lost Hayden Hurst, who I just mentioned. They also lost Earl Thomas because he was punching people people also have an orgies in the offseason i don't know if that factored in or not but either way he's at um I, I last year i was really fading the chiefs and i was fading the rams because i was like off great offenses like these get figured out so i don't know if that'll be the case for the ravens but i'm excited to watch they should be at least dominant for another year and they'll probably have to change things up after that how do you feel about the ravens josh i got them going 12 and 4 yeah, I have them going 13-3, and three, so pretty close on that one. Mark Anders is my big comment there. Losing Hayden Hurst um, affects their run blocking a little bit, and he was a decent pass catcher. But um, And since this offense clearly goes through the run, um, I do think that it, it, it is one of those offenses that as long as they can keep moving the chains by doing keeping it on the ground, they'll do well. Um, but then when they need that option, they have Hollywood Brown, yeah. Mark Anders, and that sort of thing. So 13-3. Buffalo. I'd go in 10 and six. Um, I believe I had them winning the division. I forgot to set up division rankings. So whoops. I didn't um, do it they either. Added, they added digs, um, which I thought was a good play. 
for them since their wide receiver core was lacking. The last Buffalo wide receiver I remember is Kelvin Benjamin. Um, and, and that's just because, well, the memes, um, but I don't know if he's going to be worth the headache. And so they're, they might need to rely on other people. Um, but I still think 10 and six in that division. Yeah, so like Josh mentioned, they added Diggs. They also added Josh Norman. Certainly not the big name he used to be, but it's a name people recognize. They lost Frank Gore, Shaq Lawson, and Lorenzo Alexander, which if you don't know who they are, they're defensive studs. You should know who they are. They're big deals in the league. I wrote down, don't let the fake liberal media fool you. Sean McDermott is a puppet. Leslie Frazier will continue to lead this team to success. I think I have New England still taking the division, but I have Buffalo in the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. We are now moving on to the Carolina Panthers. Obviously, big overhaul over in Carolina. They added Teddy Bridgewater, Roby Anderson. They lost Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Greg Olson, Eric Reed, and Gerald McCoy. Also, Riverboat Ron is out, and Matt Rule of Baylor is in. These are not your daddy's Carolina Panthers. From what I know about Matt Rule, I'm excited to see what he can do, um, and I will never not cheer for Teddy, so I'm excited for this team. But I'm thinking they might need a year or two to get into their groove, uh, but we'll see. They could be a, su- a surprise because no one knows what to expect either. Josh, what do you think? I mean, it's hard to root against Teddy, even if he was a former purple wearing Viking. Um, I even liked him when he was in the Vikings, just because he, I mean, how could you resist that smile? Um, but I, th- I think they lost too many pieces on the defense, just looking at that. Um, and so they're not going to be as intimidating as they used to be. But having CMC, um, Teddy B, and and some of those young wideouts who have had a year in the system um, or in the NFL to learn, I think that that's still good enough for 6-10 and 10 as they rebuild. Chicago. Um, our biggest discrepancy so far, um, I had them going four and 12. I, I, I don't think you should sleep on these guys. As I said in my notes, I think that if you do, you might miss the dumpster fire that is Mitch Trubisky. Um, and, and it should be a really good dumpster fire this season. I'm excited to watch him go four and 12. Yeah, to be clear, I had the Carolina going 6-10 and 10 as well. But on to Chicago, I've got these scrubs going 1-15. and 15. They've added Nick Foles, added Jimmy Graham, they've added Robert Quinn, but they lost Prince Mukamaga, Taylor Gabriel, Jesus, and HaHa Clinton Dix. Uh, we, ju- we both saw the sleeper update, I think, today or yesterday. It says Foles is inches ahead of Trubisky. So that means either Trubisky has stepped up his game or Foles is that bad. Probably both somehow. But I have no faith in this team. I faded them after they went to the playoffs. I'm fading them now. Uh, from the outside looking in, Nagy appears to be a wannabe Adam Gase, who is too smart for his own good and will continue to hold this organization back. Ryan Pace is a dumb, dumb, too. Moving on to the Cincinnati Bengals. They've added Trey Waynes and M- Mackenzie Alexander. Those are the two big ones, but they lost Andy Dalton and then Tyler Eifert. Obviously, we haven't talked about draft picks so far, but these guys got Joe Burrow number one overall. Um, I <laughs> I wrote down the wrong name. I'm realizing now, but what I meant to write was Will. Um, what's his What's his fucking name? Is it Sean McVay over in uh, yep. L.A.? Will Sean McVay's old coffee boy or whatever he is find success with a shiny new quarterback? I doubt it. Cincinnati is a shit organization. Just re-sign Marvin Lewis to a 50-year deal and get it over with. I have him going 6-10. and 10. I had them going a little bit worse than that. I have them going four and 12. I mean, they were the worst team in the NFL last season and adding a quarterback as, as touted as he might be um, without addressing anything else. I don't know. I mean, I think they addressed it wide receiver um, as well, um, but rookie wideouts very rarely make an impact right away. Um, I think they're still going to be bad. Maybe not first overall pick bad, but definitely top five pick. Moving on to Cleveland, I had them going nine and seven. Um, and that's only if Mayfield stops doing his commercials and his wideouts stop with their crap. Um, I mean, this team is, they could be either side of the spectrum, one and 15 or 15 and one. But the only thing people will talk about is their drama that is OBJ. So I can see them finishing mid- middle of the road, yet having some sort of headline that deters away from them actually having a winning record. Right, so they've added Austin Hooper in the offseason. They've also added um, Case Keenum, which is the name we're all familiar with. Uh, other than that, Freddie Kitchens is out. Uh, Kevin Stefanski is in. They've got a new GM, too, but I didn't write down his name because no one cares. I wrote, there's a new sheriff in town. Is he worth a shit? In Cleveland, you'll never truly know, will you? Because that place kills everything that's ever been good ever. So I want Stefanski to succeed, but he probably went to the wrong team to do it. I got him 9-7. and seven. Moving on to Dallas. They have added Hawk 
Clint Dix, Gerald McCoy, and Andy Dalton. But they lost Jason Witten, Randall Cobb, Byron Jones, and Travis Frederick. If you don't know who that is, he's been their stud center for 90,000 years. They also have uh, old Dennis himself is now running the show down in Dallas. Hell yeah, brother. The perfect example. Dallas is the perfect example of a team that looks top tier on paper but just can't put it all together on the field. With, the, with his skills to build the perfect Grand Slam breakfast, maybe Mike McCarthy will be all this team needs to reach the promised land. I have him going 11 and 5, so doing pretty good. I have him going 10 and 6, so right around the same as you. And I believe that I had them losing um, to Philly a couple times this season um, just because that rivalry can get heated. Um, I wonder if Jason Garrett's still clapping. McCarthy may get ragged on by Packers fans, but one thing was for sure when he was in Green Bay, and that's how, and that man knew how to beat up a cowboy. He had some pretty solid wins against them. Now, is there once is he the one that holds the secret to preventing a beatdown? Denver, I have them going eight and eight. They have some nice wideouts. Um, they just added Jerry Judy, and they have and they added Melvin Gordon. Um, eight and eight seems low ball, but they also have piss poor coaching and some bad ownership. I guess I don't agree on the piss poor coaching part. I do like Vic Fangio myself, but maybe you don't. So like you said, they added Melvin Gordon, um, and they've lost Chris Harris Jr., good corner who's been there for a while. I personally fucking despise John Elway, and I will hold it against them. A young offense looks fun, and they'll probably be playing from behind a lot, so great fantasy options in my opinion, but I have these guys going 4-12. and 12. I, I don't. I, you can't hold one game against them, but after watching them lose to us after they were up twenty to nothing at the half, this is not a team I can have faith in. Even with another offseason under the belts, they're probably too young for that. I like Vic Fangio, but I see this team. I see this team needing another year to really blossom into what they want to be. Moving on to the Detroit Lions, they have added Desmond Trufant, uh, J. Ron Curse, and Geronimo Allison, kinda in the offseason, but they lost Darius Slay um, and Quandre Diggs. I, staff oh I'm sorry Stafford I, I don't know my own notes sometimes I wrote Stafford these fucks have wasted your career I'm sorry I rooted for Patricia early but if he can't get things done in his third year he's gone for sure so I'm thinking Patricia's out I don't have these guys doing much I have them going 6 and 10 Josh how do you feel about the Lions I, I have them finishing bottom of the barrel as well uh, tied with Chicago for 4 and 12 in the division um, I just said, our, our rest in peace, Lions. Um, I'm a huge Stafford fan. I actually, as a person and as just watching him play, he might be more, he might be just as fun to watch as Riders in my eyes. Um, but the season's over when Patricia navigated his way through that beard to find that front door again. Green Bay. I'm not going to say much since we all know about my homerism with them, but I'm ready to get hurt again. I have them going 12 and 4, but I don't think they address enough needs on offensive side of the ball despite adding 400 pounds worth of calves or not calves, quads on in the running back room. Um I'm I'm still ready to get hurt in some way shape or form in the playoffs. Excellent. Well, I also have the Packers going 9 or 9. I have also have them going 12 and 4. They've added Kirksey, Funches, and Rick Wagner in the offseason, but they lost the best player that's ever worn the green and gold Iowa. Um I wrote, "Well, the worst 13 the worst 13 and 3 team in history didn't get leaps and bounds better in the offseason, but they didn't get worse either. Hard to believe these guys won't be in the playoffs again, probably as division champs. Spoiler alert, I'm fading the Vikes this year. So, I mean, they should be good. Rodgers wanted the skill player, didn't get it. Who knows how long he'll be there. Moving on to Houston. They've added Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, and Randall Cobb in the offseason, but they lost um, Hopkins. They lost Carlos Hyde, they lost their soul, and they lost DJ Reader. The only note I wrote is Bill O'Brien is a stooge. That's all you need to know. Deshaun Watson is very talented. They have some cool pieces on that team, um, but I, I don't think they'll Bob can get out of their way. I have them going seven to nine. Josh, how do you feel about Houston? You seem to like them a lot more than I do. So yeah, this is where we had. I, I believe this is our biggest discrepancy in all of this. Um, Could be. At- up to now, at least, um, I had them going 12 and four as well. Um, and honestly, it's like I said, in my notes here, I just want JJ Watt and Deshaun to do good because they're fun. I like them. Um, but Bill O'Brien's the same tool that traded Hopkins away for a ham sandwich. Um, granted, 
they did add DJ Cooks and Cobb. Cobb, you know, he's a little bit older, but he still has some gas in the tank. I want them to go 12 and four, seven and nine is probably more realistic. Moving on to Indy, didn't add anybody of any relevance whatsoever. Um, I have them uh, going eight and eight. Um, legend has it that once Rivers landed in Indy, his wife had two more kids. So there's that. Probably have probably up to that 53-man limit. If they have any more, they might have to start cutting some. Right. Well, so to Josh's point, he's a fucking liar. They added Old Man Rivers, one of my favorite current players in the NFL, if not my favorite current NFL player. They also added DeForest Buckner and Xavier Rhodes. They lost legend Adam Vinatieri, Eric Ebron, and Devin Funches. Anyone who knows me knows I fucking love Rivers. And for that reason, this team is going to win the Super Bowl. Take that to the bank right now. I'm not high. You're high. Fuck off. So I got him going 10 to 6. Josh has him at 8 and 8. We still have 8 seconds, so I'm just kind of vamping here. But I don't know. Solid offensive line, not a terrible defense. Can Rivers actually put it together? We'll find out. Moving on to their division rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have added Tyler Eifert, Chris Thompson, and Sky Cam himself, Mike Glennon, in the offseason. They lost Nick Foles, Clayus Campbell, and A.J. Bowie. This organization lost the cancers of Tom Coughlin and John Filippo, but brought in the doofuses Jay Gruden and Ben McAdoo. Two steps forward, two steps back. Two steps back. Tank for Trevor or Minshew Mania? Josh, you tell me. I have them going 2-14. and 14. I think uh, I have them going 5-11. and 11. Um, I think that they win 5 just on Minshew's mustache alone, though. Um, I mean, this team, they're, what, three years, uh, three years out from losing to the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl? Um, it, it's well, they crazy lost the how boat. far they've... What? I said they lost the boat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, they, it's crazy how far they've fallen. Their defense isn't the same. Their run or their offense is, is struggling at times, but I do think that just looking at their schedule, they have a chance at five, um, moving on to Kansas city, uh, Super Bowl champion, Kansas city team. Um, I, I have them going 15 and one, um, obviously high talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I have, but it, it, it has that 2010, 2011 green Bay vibe here. So coming off that super bowl, um, sky's the limit. A lot of talk about repeats. Um, I, I don't see a repeat happening, but I do think that they have a historic season in play. Um, their wide receivers are faster than lightning. So I, I do expect a lot of big plays, a lot of, um, maybe not records broken, but a lot of, um, a lot of records being talked about being broken. Right. Um, this, I mean, everyone always picks the defending Super Bowl chance to do great the next year. I think this offense can beat anybody, but the defense is, and the defense is good enough. But I don't know. I mean, I have them going fourteen and two, so I'm, I, my words are betraying my actions. But they lost Shady McCoy, Terrell Suggs, and they paid a lot of people in the offseason here. Moving on to the Vegas Raiders, we both think the Kansas City will do well. The Vegas Raiders, they've added Marcus Mariota, Jason Witt, Nelson Aguilar, and Prince Mukamara. They lost Mike Glennon, and like I said, they are now the Vegas Raiders. Very few things you can say or do will make me love John Gruden less, and so therefore I will always overproject them from reality. I have them going nine and seven. Will they do that good? Probably not. But I love John Gruden, and you can't tell me anything else to convince me otherwise what do you think josh i too have them going nine and seven i have a little bit more respect for him for gruden after last year's ab fiasco um but he needs to have a quarterback with some consistent play who's not always hurt um and who doesn't put mascara over his eyeballs um i mean that josh jacobs is a stud um, I like him a lot. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. So they do have the pieces in play on offense. Um, defense is a little shaky from um, what I remember, but I, I do think that they are good enough for nine and seven. Moving on to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I have them going six and 10. Um, and that is, you know, I wrote here in my notes, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Investing the bank in guys after being touted as a juggernaut two years ago leads to six and 10. So if you remember a couple of years ago, they had just dropped loads of cash on Gurley, Cooks, lots of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that. So just like Kansas City just past. did. Yep, that's in the past. Six and ten. 
Oh, tough. All right, so the Rams didn't really add anybody of note. They lost Greg the Leg, Zerline, Todd Gurley, Dante Fowler, Clay Matthews, and Eric Weddle. I also wrote down their new uniforms below. Sean McVay either got figured out or his GM is sabotaging him by doing a terrible job. Probably both. He firmly ranks behind Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan for me for the offensive gurus in the league. Perhaps others as well I couldn't think of at the time I wrote this or at the time I am now saying it, but yeah, I have him going 8-8. Eight and eight. The Los Angeles Chargers. They added Linval Joseph, Chris Harris, and Iowa. They lost Daddy Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Russell Okung, and Michael Schofield finally broke out of that Charger prison. Um, they finally got their perm home, but they won't have any normal fans, so it'll be just like the last couple years. I've been a fan too long now to just walk away um, from the show when they showed Daddy the door. I love the Chargers. I really love Anthony Lynn as well, their head coach. So this team likely still has me a fanatic for years to come. I have them going 9-7, and seven, though. Josh, I think this is our biggest discrepancy. You tell me how you feel about the Chargers and why you're stupid and wrong. <laughs> well, I, I did apologize right away, and I said, I'm sorry, Gar. Um, but as far as quarterbacks go, they they either have a rookie quarterback who I don't even believe was the top one off the board. I mean, he wasn't the top one off the board. He was like the third or fourth option, um, if I remember correctly. Or the guy that got booed out of Cleveland, who pronounces his name Tutterod. Um, Iowa can't win them all, but he can get you two. I have him going two and 14. Moving on to Miami, um, a lot of people seem to think two is the answer to everything, but he is coming off that hip injury, which has, you know, it's been serious in the past for others. Um, and, but he has worked out. He hasn't necessarily been hit by somebody yet. So we'll see how he hold, holds up. If he gets tossed in as starter and, uh, and, and from what I understand, that's the case trial by fire with this team probably won't pay off. I have him going three and 13. Gotcha. I have them going 6-10. and 10. They added Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, Jordan Howard, and Matt Breed in the offseason, and they still have Fitz Magic. Um, did tanking pay off? Will they do it again, just to be sure? I want Brian Flores, their head coach, to succeed, and I am excited for Tua. Someone will probably fuck it up, though. If I have them going 6-10, and 10, Josh said he's pretty sure Tua's starting. I'm almost positive Fitz Magic is starting, and when that man is in your lineup, you have to give him at least 6 wins if he can start all the games. If they do worse, I do see them benching Fitz Magic for Tua, but I guess we'll find out as the season goes they are not making the playoffs moving on to the hometown not heroes this year according to me the minnesota vikings they added michael pierce in the offseason but he has opted out which he should do because he has asthma he is high risk but so we don't get him this year we lost the entire defense laquan chedrill and josh klein slick rick has also reached new levels of slick with his 90,000 draft picks the offense finally gets the continuity we've been swearing we need forever so we will undoubtedly underperform defense could be good in a year or two with all the new people pieces but our window will never line up with all the pieces perfect at once because why would it i have us going eight and eight i was a little bit more optimistic on your team um you did forget to say you lost digs um and that'll be kind of an interesting dynamic to see um just because you know you added justin jefferson who's a rookie wide out who who likely could be a stud and likely will be a stud um but this season it's unlikely that he performs as well as he might um, I have them going 11 and five, but you know, they're one Delvin injury away from five and 11. Um, if he does stay healthy though, I don't see them doing worse than 500. Um, I think eight and eight would be the floor. Um, and 11 and five would be that ceiling. Moving on to new England. Um, this is another bigger discrepancy of ours. Uh, they added cam, but they lost Brady KVN, Jamie Collins and 42 other players to opting out. Um, I find it hard to believe that a quarterback who's coming off of the injury that made him nearly one-armed, um, and I say nearly one-armed because he couldn't throw and didn't throw and lost his job to a rookie last year, uh, I, I don't think they can lead him to a winning record, even with Billy B scouting wide receivers via Zoom. Um, I don't think that this team is going to be anything like they used to be. Um, I have them going 4-12. and 12. Oof, well, I've got 10 seconds. I have them going 10 and 6. I think Billy B is still the greatest coach of all time. So if they are trying, there's no way Billy B misses the playoffs. Cam Newton, you're good. But if they're tanking for Trevor, which some people speculate, they might go 4 and 12 or worse. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints. They've added Malcolm Jenkins, safety extraordinaire, Emmanuel Sanders, and Jameis Winston in the offseason. They lost Teddy Bridgewater. I also wrote down that I hate Sean Payton's face. At this point, seeing Drew Brees' sad, dumb face on the sideline as he loses a playoff game makes me sad, honestly. I can't say this guy deserves another ring, but if I've had the pat, excuse me, 
But if I've had the past few years he's had, I'd border I'd be borderline suicide. Expect more of the same this year. I'm going twelve and four. I have him going fourteen and two. Um have you ever heard of Elvin Kamaragar? Uh I heard he was hurt a bunch last year. Yeah, no, he was. He had off season surgery, I think, and and so he should be coming back healthy. You got Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, gotta love that team. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, defense, they have young guys and are and seem to be improving, but um, I have them going 14 and two. Moving on to the New York Giants. Um, now that the mouth breathing buffoon is out of the town, they might be able to hear the plays and run them properly instead of listening to him breathe all the time. Um, the only thing that might stop them is if Freddie Kitchens decides to eat the playbook. I have them going five and 11. I don't think Saquon is going to run them to a winning record. Gotcha. I have the Giants going 3-13. and 13. They did add Leonard Williams and Blake Martinez in the offseason. They lost Eli, like you said, and Janorius Jenkins. Um, I've, Pat Shermer is out. Joe Judge is in. They do have a coaching overhaul, but any organization that employs Freddie Kitchens after his time in Cleveland should give you pause. Um, like, I like most underdogs. I like young guys coming to the league and succeeding. Obviously, I want Saquon to succeed. I obviously want Daniel. I guess it shouldn't be obvious, but I want Daniel Jones to succeed. But again, this organization, Joe Judge is trying to be a little too hard nosed, a little too. I played for, or I worked for the Patriots. I'm going to turn you into that. Didn't work for Matt Patricia. Probably won't work here. We'll see what happens. Moving on to the other dumpster fire team in New York. That's the New York Jets. They've added Joe Flacco for some reason, Frank Gore, and Brashad Perryman in the offseason. They lost their best wide receiver, Roby Anderson. Until Gase is out of the building, I will avoid this organization like the plague. I wish the players the best, but they've got no shot with that clown in charge. I This is the only team I did it to. I have the Jets going 0-16 because I could not justify giving them a single fucking win all year. They'll probably go like 4-12 and or something, but I don't. I'm going to win them their own 16 into existence josh how do you feel i have them going two and 14 um but i did find reasoning behind it i'm going to give them to you here in my notes break it down um, one of their wins is because the entire opponent gets covid the second one is because sam darnold was making out with the other team and gave them all mono so their two wins are off flukes not necessarily off of actually playing the football game um like you said this team's a dumpster fire um, they added Frank Gore for their for his AARP discount at places, and there's really no reason why they should win. Moving on to Philadelphia, um, I so when we go through this game by game and and it adds it up for us at the end, I had them going 12 and four, and I have no idea how. Um, the only reasoning I have behind it is that their schedule is a little bit easier because they didn't uh, do so hot last season, um, and then maybe. Wentz found one of Foles' old jock straps and is wearing it over his, so he has that big dick energy. I have so here's a discrepancy between us. I know you said you can't explain this, so maybe you feel more towards what I got. I have them going six and ten. They added Darius Slay and Marquise Goodwin. They lost um, Malcolm Jenkins and Jordan Howard and Nelson Aguilar. Not that he was doing much, but the only thing I wrote is that everyone has low T without Big Dick Nick in the building, and it shows. He hasn't been there for two years. The Eagles did not make the playoffs last year, right? I don't remember their record from last year, but. I don't know. This team could be good. I root for Wentz at NDSU, boy, but I just don't see it this year. Moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've added Eric Ebron and Derek Watt, so they've got two of the three Watt brothers on the team now, but they lost Javon Hargrave. If you don't know who that is, look it up. Dude's a beast. Big Ben revealed he has gotten over his porn addiction. Watch for his throwing arm to have a little less oomph as he throws bombs because he no longer fiercely masturbates to keep that thing in peak condition. Everything I just read is true. Look it up. Swear to God, I have them going nine and seven. Josh, how do you feel about the Steelers? I have them going seven and nine. Um, do you remember the days of Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Big Ben, and how unstoppable they were? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure some of those fans really wish that that was still the case, despite all the off-field drama. Um, you know, big porn addicted Ben, um, cancer James, and Juju doesn't have the same ring to it as the triple B's moving on to San Fran. Um, they were Super Bowl champ. Oh no. Hang on. Their head coach doesn't know how to win those. Uh, I have them being 13 and three. Um, I can see them being dangerous again this year, but I don't think that they will be as dominant as last season, despite having that same record. I think that they lost quite a bit on defense, um, but they'll still find a way to win with that run game. And then, I mean, it's not like their defense is, all retired it's it's still going to be solid 
Right. So you got them going 13 and 3. I got them going 12 and 4. They added Trent Williams, Jordan Reed. Uh, they added Trent Williams and Jordan Reed in the offseason. They lost Emmanuel Sanders, Matt Breida, DeForest Buckner, and Joe Staley. Shani has already lost two Super Bowls, which is impressive. He is certainly my favorite young guru. He just needs to not outsmart himself. The defensive coordinator is awesome, too. I mean, we've all seen the gifts. Anyone who loves football has seen this guy, and his name escapes me right, right now. I wish I would have wrote it down. But their defensive coordinator... Right. Their defensive coordinator is hype. Shanahan's real smart. We'll see how they do. They've lost a lot of receivers, but I think they got enough in the tank for 12-4. and four. Seattle Seahawks. They added Greg Olson, Bruce Irvin, Jamal Adams, and Carl Carlos Hyde in the offseason. I have going 12 and 4. I'm interested, I'm interested to see what kind of gum chewing joke Josh makes this year. This team is always good, and that's all you need to say. No reason to believe they got any worse. Russell Wilson is a beast. DK Metcalf had a great breakout year that I predicted that everyone else hated on me for, specifically the BSB League and those Stooges. They don't have the Legion of Boom, but they don't need it. Josh, how do you feel about the Hawks? I have them going 11 and 5. It's hard to root against Russell, um, even if they have Pete Carroll, who's only there for two things. Winning Super Bowls and chewing bubblegum, and he's all out of those Super Bowls. He's never going to be out of gum, guys. Still a Moving 14 seconds. Bay because I don't <laughs> want to talk about Pete Carroll anymore. Um, and I might be the only one in the nation that's saying that they're not going to have a winning record after adding old man Brady and, and the broken man Gronk. Um, I have them going seven and nine. Um, I, I also said that after this season, people will say they miss Jameis in Tampa Bay. Make my words. All right. Well, Josh gave me plenty of time to talk, so I'm going to talk. They obviously added TB12, Tom Brady himself, Rob Gronkowski, and Shady McCoy. They lost 30 and 30 himself, Jameis Winston, but who cares? I don't care what Josh says. This team has me hyped, and anyone who loves football should be excited to see how things progress in Tampa Bay this year. Tom Brady has six rings, Josh. Billy B, Tom Brady, we've all talked about who is the equation. I think we've both kind of leaned Billy B in the past, but obviously the answer is both. The combination is the two of them that has been great. Billy B is still great. Tom Brady's still great. The fact that you're fading Tampa Bay and Gronk, to me, says you're not a fan of football. I don't care what you say. You should be rooting for these guys because they're dominant. You should be exciting for the greatest show on turf or something like that. Moving on to the Tennessee Titans. They added Vic Beasley, but they lost uh, Marcus Mariota. That experiment's finally over in Tennessee. Deion Lewis and the ageless wonder Delaney Walker. They backed up the Brinks trunk for Tannehill and Derrick Henry. This team has promise. I hope they weren't just a flash in the pan. I hope good things for them, but it's hard to believe in the Titans. It really is. So I have them going 13-3, but I think it's because more of their schedule than you know them being a dominant force. Josh, how do you feel the Tennessee Titans will do this year? Oh boy. Um, I have them going 12 and four. So only one game lower than you. Um, I mean, AJ Brown was only a rookie last season. He, he killed it. Um, near, especially near the end when you got the groove of things, John knew should progress some as well. He's, he's a pretty, um, he seemed to be pretty good in that past game from the games that I had seen Derrick Henry run. That's all I put Derrick Henry run. Um, and, and that just kind of, I think it was Eddie George that talked to him and just said, run. And he, he's like, you're a big boy, just run. And that's all he did. Um, so I'm excited for this team as well. Moving on to, um, well, I think that's all the teams that are in the NFL, right? <laughs> I hope. I wish it was. Right. More moving stooge, on though. to, moving on to the Washington TBDs. Um, Ron Rivera joins the organization and gets cancer immediately afterwards. Is that the power of Dan Snyder infecting him, or is that the small price he's willing to pay as he takes on that turd sandwich of an organization and turns it around to a two and fourteen record? Oof, I'm going 1-15. They added Kendall Furl, but lost Chris Thompson, Case Keenum, Josh Norman, Trent Williams, and Jordan Reed. Riverboat Ron is in the house, motherfuckers. This team appears to be getting a much-needed beating into the 21st century. New and good coach, first black president, new name coming soon. I hope cancer doesn't get Ron too soon because this team needs him. However, the human trash that is Dan Snyder still owns this team, so keep expectations tempered at all times. Josh, that is it. That is all 32 teams in the NFL. How do you feel? Yeah. 32 minutes later. Does it, it never feels that long, does it? But that was 32 straight minutes. Damn. Um, no, it feels good. Uh, moving back to the uh, discussion of Tampa Bay. No, I here do we have go. Them winning more games than I did last year. Here we go. I mean, but they, okay, yeah, that's that's a fact. 
I, I can't say anything to refute that. I just, I just don't think that they are going to be Super Bowl champions as you do. Well, Josh, that is a perfect segue into our next little bit of this 256, the third and final, because next year there will be more playoff games. But so obviously if we project or if we predict all 256 games, we know what the team's records are going to be. And more importantly, based on that, we know who will be able to make the playoffs. This year, there are seven playoff teams for each conference, so only the top team gets a bye, and the two seed has to start playing again, but they play against the seven seed. So there's now three wild cards with still four division champs. In the NFC, I have the Tampa Bay Gronkineers going 12-4. and four. I have the San Francisco 49ers going 12-4. and four. I have the Dallas Cowboys going 11 and 5. I have oh, did I miss a team? I think I missed a team. Damn it, I did. Okay, so starting over in the NFC, in the last wild card spot, I have the Arizona Cardinals going 10 and 6. So they squeak into the playoffs um, with Cliff Kingsbury. We have the Tampa Bay Gronkineers going 12 and 4. We have the San Francisco 49ers going 12 and 4. We have Dallas winning the NFC East at 11 and 5. We have Seattle winning the NFC West, even though. Oh, never mind. We have, yeah, even though they're tied with San Fran, we have Seattle winning uh, at 12 and 4. We have the New Orleans Saints going 12 and 4, winning the South, even though they're tied with the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. So who knows? And then we have Green Bay winning the North, undisputed. Um, obviously, I have three of my four division champs going 12 and 4. I didn't bother to look into how the seeding would actually break out, but because of how the alphabet works, I have Green Bay as the number one seed on the technicality. Woo! In the AFC, coming in at the last wild card spot, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. Coming in at the um, second wild card spot, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think I ended up having nine teams, or not nine, but I had five teams going nine and seven. And again, I was not going to go through the whole tiebreaker process, so I just picked two of the five. And so the Raiders, because I like John Gruden and the Pittsburgh Steelers, both make the playoffs on a whim, basically, because I said they do. I have the Indianapolis Colts winning the AFC South. I have the New England Patriots winning the AFC East at 10-6. and six. I have the Baltimore Ravens winning the AFC North at 12-4. and four. And I have the... Oh, that's not the last one. I have the Tennessee Titans. Oh, Christ. I have the Tennessee Titans actually winning the AFC South at 13-3, so Indy is a wild card. The 17 thing is really fucking me up. And then I have the Kansas City Chiefs with the number one seed winning the AFC West at 14-2. and two. I didn't bother going through what the matches would actually be because there's way too many different seeding things and ties and tiebreakers and all this and that. But my predicted Super Bowl matchup, just to put on my tinfoil hat and to annoy Josh because it's funny, I have the Tampa Bay Gronkineers playing the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl because that's the kind of thing they would do if you believe the NFL is fixed like some people do and I even believe sometimes. But I have Tampa Bay slashing down the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Tom Brady triumphs over... Billy B, and then he rides off into the sunset even though he signed a two-year deal. He just wins one more, proves he's better, and walks away. Josh, I went on long because I didn't fucking understand that there were seven teams and I don't know how to read. Why don't you break down your playoff scenarios for us? Thank you. This is the part where you would talk. Brought to you by uh, the space between Garlic's ears for thinking Tampa Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. Um, and so I, I will admit that the Tampa Bay versus New England Super Bowl would definitely be worth watching. Um, I think it would be hilarious, um, just to watch Billy be on the sideline as Tom Brady drives down the field to score a touchdown as time expires to, um, only lose by four. I don't know. Um, did you freeze? No. Oh, okay. Um, but. That being said, I refuse to acknowledge the change in the NFL, and so I only filled out uh, six playoff teams in each division. <laughs> and by refuse to acknowledge, I mean I forgot to acknowledge. Um, that being said, um, it worked out for me because it kept it, it allowed me to keep Dallas out of the playoff rankings here. Um, if I were to go the right way, like Garlic did, Dallas would have made it with ten and um, ten and six or eleven and five record, or ten and six. Sorry, and Cleveland. The Raiders would have made it with a nine and seven um, for the AFC, but I have Seattle 
going 11 and five, Minnesota 11 and five, Philly 12 and four, Green Bay 12 and four, San Fran 13 and three, and Nolens 14 and two. Going into the AFC, I have Cleveland sneaking into the playoffs at nine and seven, Buffalo 10 and six, Tennessee 12 and four, Houston 12 and four, Baltimore 13 and three, and Kansas City 15 and one. True to the nature that is, um, the NFL. I didn't have Kansas City repeating. Instead, I went with a team that nobody would have suspected: Buffalo. Sticking to that uh, that idea that Kansas City reminded me of the 2010-2011 uh, um, Packers team. I'm predicting Buffalo beats Kansas City in a surprise win, in which they then take the run all the way to the Super Bowl for the victory, similar to the New York Giants did that season. All right, so Josh, you appear to now be talking into the side of your mic, uh, or you appear, I don't know, what you did, you got really quiet there for a second. Can you try and adjust your mic so you're talking into what would be the side of the orb? Can you see how I have it? You got real quiet there at the end. You did really good the whole time, but then, I don't know, something happened. What about and you got, now? One more time? What about now? Yeah, I don't, some, something happened, something changed where you got real quiet, but I'm just going to max you out until the end because we're almost done. But So those were our playoff teams. That was our 256. Josh, do you have anything else to say about your predictions this year? You got Buffalo winning the Super Bowl. I got, um, who did I just say? I got the Tampa Bay Gronkineers winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I had, I had it Buffalo versus Minnesota in the Super Bowl because I would have just loved the hype behind it. But then I got to thinking, would I want to go to the grave at 29 when my heart gives out, if Minnesota has a chance to win the Super Bowl, and so I change it to San Fran because I'd like to see them lose again. Damn, you just you're really just rooting against Mike Shanahan, aren't you? No, it's not that. I just the memes. Gotcha. All right. Well, so that was 256, the third and final. Next year, we'll be coming at you with the 272 for the first time because there will be 17 regular season games for the team. So that next year, we will come at you with the 272, assuming neither of us dies and we still do this podcast and don't hate ourselves. All right, we're going to move on to one final segment here, and I'm only redoing it because I kind of fucked them over last week. Their audio didn't play over the stream. We are again going to go to the support a creator thing. So, Josh, you're going to have to sit through their Spotify trailer again. But my friend um, Natalie Geiger, now Natalie White, I believe, is doing starting a podcast called the Art After Dark Podcast. Natalie is a former Team Garlic loyalist, and she also works with me at the 4513, that is the Taco Bell in Blainoff University. I love her five ever, and so I hope I don't screw it up this time, but I'm about to play her trailer again just for the stream. If you're on the audio podcast, you get to hear it again as well. It's a reminder that they're going to start releasing the Art After Dark podcast the week of September 7th, so make sure to give them some love if you can. I clicked on the Spotify link, and it is sure taking its time to load. So, Josh, can you think of anyone who would enjoy this podcast? Anyone in your life at all? Because I thought of like one or two people, but I would listen to the first episode first and then decide if I want to share it with them. But anyone in your life who likes art or the supernatural? Not really. I mean, I like the supernatural, but I don't want to listen to art either. <laughs> all right. Well, here comes the trailer. I hope it works this time. The play button is loading. We're getting that nice, beautiful loading circle. Is it going to do it, though? Uh, come on. Why are you doing this to me? Why Why are you doing this to me, Spotify? Oh, it started in the middle of it. Oh, my God. Why can't we have nice things, Josh? There we go. Hello and, and welcome, welcome to Art After Dark Podcast. I am your host, Maddie. And I am your other host, Natalie. And if you like true crime stories, the supernatural, or anything art and design, then we have the podcast for you. Each week, we'll explore one art topic and one dark topic. Our first episode will launch the week of September 7th. So if you would like more info, then make sure you follow us at Art After Dark Podcast on Instagram. And we will see, see you soon. <laughs> That was the Art After Dark podcast. I had to play him one more time out of respect. 
All right, Josh, this is the outro. Do you have any final words? The Our draft is coming up. You just drafted in the Deflate These Balls League. Did you like your auction draft? Are you excited for the, the Hidden no. Oaks redraft? Ooh, Christ. No to which one? <laughs> no, the, I'm excited for this upcoming draft. Hopefully it'll wash the taste of this poor draft out of my mouth. I mean, okay. Um, so, I'm mean, not I, too happy with my team. What, what what makes you not too happy? I guess that's what I've we've already talked about it a bit, but yeah, I I just I don't I mean I like my wide out. I, I think I have a decent wide receiver core. Um, I, I struggled to find running backs that I thought were worth the price. Um, I didn't want to go the route you went and um, drop all my cash on four players. Um, I I just I can't sit around like that. I guess um, sure I don't have that patience. Okay. Um, but. And I was really hoping to get some players. And then when I started bidding on them and, and seeing their values, you know, jump up to nearly double what I had them at, um, as far as pre-draft ranking, then I was just like, you know, I can't do this because yeah. Um, but who knows? It's the NFL. Things happen. Things change. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody's players, but mine get COVID. No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. Um, <laughs> um I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I got some youth. You do got some youth. Yeah, I went with the I'm going to tank this year and hope my the running backs and Patrick Mahomes stick around for a couple more years because there's no reason they shouldn't have picked all young guys. And then I grabbed a bunch of young receivers that I hope appreciate over time. And if not, I can grab at least one or two in the draft next year. But I'm going with the tank the first year, get the number one draft pick next year, and hope to build it that way. So we'll see. We'll see if that ends up paying off. I'm obviously the only one that went that strategy, so I'm not I'm not having a good old fashioned lose off with anyone, but who knows? Yeah. All right, we have the redraft league coming up on Saturday, Josh. Do you have a strategy for that one? Win? Win. What's your what's your draft position? Ten, I think. Ten well you don't even know, so that means you haven't really been mocking too much. So I mean come on, Josh, get it <laughs> get it together. You're easy money just like Jeremy at this point. Yeah. Not not gonna not gonna take that from a no champion winning loser face. I mean no champion in this league. You all you always like to just uh just talk about that. I have won championships, like I've won the Dynasty League. No, 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 no. We're just gonna fit my narrative here. Is that, is that what makes you feel better? No, no. I should probably start doing some mocks. I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. You certainly don't have to. We'll some see. some people feel like it uh, it ruins them or it fucks them up somehow. So, I mean, if you think it's going to ruin you, I'm not going to tell you to do it. I'm just saying, you know. I'm saying. Who do you think will no, just, just predict right now? Who do you think will win the draft on Saturday? Who do you think will have the best draft? Uh, I don't think Brian's going to take luck again. Um, what about Antonio Brown? Or Brown. Um, I think Nikita's going to do well just because she always wow. seems to have a well-rounded team. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But so, so I think that she's going to be like a top three drafter. I'm not saying she's the best. No, she's I know. I'm just, just picking her because she's your wife, obviously. You just got to suck up, I suppose. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Brad's going to win the draft. Is it because he has CMC? He's got the first overall pick? Yep. Hey, I mean that's that's sometimes it all takes. Who uh, number one or I guess Jamie got CMC at second overall last year. No, that was Hammer. Hammer at CMC, right? And he nope, won the league. Jamie did. Oh, was it Jamie? Yep. Okay. Well, anyways, Jamie Jamie was dominant. She came in first place last year. She didn't have the most points for, but she had the fir- the best regular season. So Jamie was dominant. So we'll see. We'll see how Brad does. Uh, we got two newbies, Jeremy and Eric, are coming in. We have Willie will not be there in person. Neither will T or Hammer or Jamie. Makes me sad, but three of them are Skyping in. Laura is drafting for Jamie, so we have a little celebrity shot as a drafter. I'm excited to see how that goes. But, you know, who knows? I found a spreadsheet with all of our uh, predictions from the 2018 season, but we definitely did a different uh, scoring method in which, um, yeah different scoring method so we'd have to revisit this again to try and figure out what the heck it was going for gotcha i don't know if it sounds worth it to me no it's not (laughs) all right we'll just say we did better than the pros 
All right, so I've already mentioned it a bunch of times, but our Hidden Oaks Redraft League draft is on Saturday, so that means next Wednesday we'll, we will be bringing you the Redraft Draft Grades. That's a lot of times me saying the word draft, but the Redraft Draft Grades from Josh and I and from Fantasy Pros or whatever website we plug them into, that's what we're going to cover next week. Maybe a couple other fun things too. The week after that is the Fantasy Predictions and the Week 1 Preview, Josh. We are only... Two weeks away, 15 days from the NFL. Are you hype yet? Two weeks away from real NFL football? I so hype. He is so hype. All right, well, folks, stay safe because the COVID-19 is still real. Even if you're not going to die, you could get someone else sick. So please take every precaution you can to keep the rest of America safe. Our journey to 100 subscribers is still going meh. But we have 16 out of 100. You can help us get to 100 out of 100 so we can get that custom URL. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Engage the show at, G- uh, at hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, or anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Josh, I wish you all the best. All these people are going to now go to sleep. I'm going to go eat. Have fun, people. What, what's for dinner? I haven't decided yet, but it's only 6.44, so I don't know why they're going to go to sleep. I don't know. What if they want to go to sleep? Uh, yeah, sorry. Them, I guess. Sorry for keeping you so long. I know you're trying to spend time with Nikita before bedtime, but... Yeah, no, no. I'm the one that has to go and explain to her. It's your fault. I mean, I'll, I'll take all the blame. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll talk later. I'm sure you'll be on the cube of boxes. Oh, yeah, I'll be on the box. I've got to make some dinner myself, but it'll be quick. Bye. Bye. Hope to God the Audacity audio did not fuck up. Goodbye, people. Goodbye.